previously on Film Code. The guys are on a winning streak as Nick has cracked the code two weeks in a row. Went through uh, Matthew McConaughey, didn't find anything, and that is when I stumbled upon my man Ryan Gosling. Um, he is in a movie takes place in 2007 with another of my man, Anthony Hopkins, who won Best Actor for one of my favorites, Silence of the Lambs. So that movie is Fracture. That All right. is what I came upon. And Ooh. it just seems like a movie that Nathan would watch. All right. Well, are you confident in that answer? <laughs> I'm, I'm, pr- I'm okay. All right. Well, I'm not even mad that my lead has been given up wow. because yes. Nick got it. Can the streak continue this week as Brandon returns with a brand new code word? My code word was hair. It was an animated movie that take place, took place between 2000 and 2010. It's Disney, and it takes place in another country in modern day. Plus, the guys dive in on what they consider to be the best Netflix original movies they've ever seen. And a discussion on the new Ron Howard movie, Hillbilly Elegy. All that and more on this week's episode of Film Code. Everybody, welcome to Film Code. Ah, screw it. Uh, <laughs> super excited to be back. My name is Phoenix Cloudin. Uh, I'm joined by two official co-hosts. <laughs> I want to make sure I get that right. Uh, and we are super happy to have the CEO of Hallmark Christmas Movies himself, Mr. Nick Spain. Nick, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, super happy to be back on. I think it's episode 27, Phoenix. I know that you, you uh, fumbled <laughs> a little bit there yeah. with the delivery. <laughs> um, but super excited to be back on. Hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, we're recording this the, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, but I believe it'll come up like a week and a half after <laughs> Thanksgiving. Um, since Nathan's not here, I got to do the usual plugs that Nathan does. Um, <laughs> so look forward to that later on in the show. All right. And uh, we are super, super, super happy to have back, finally, after a long absence, Brandon, welcome back, sir. How are you? I'm good, Phoenix, man. It's it's great to be back. And unfortunately, (laughs) this is my one episode out of, like, the past, like, six weeks, and it's going to be my only episode for, like, the next few weeks (laughs) until I get back off light duty. Um... I'm not going to get into it, but I got injured at work, so I'm on light duty, so they have me working this whole different schedule now, so it's completely different, but I will be back comp. soon. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah, that, that, that's been, that's <laughs> that's been going been on for a while. <laughs> All right. Well, we are so happy to have you back, Brandon, especially for this episode. Uh, let's, not, uh, let's not hesitate, because the, the, the great thing about this episode is Brandon literally just finished watching it. <laughs> like uh-huh. 10 minutes before we started, Brandon finished the, epi- the, the movie. 
We are talking about Hillbilly Elegy, uh, just dropped on Netflix. What was it, Tuesday? I think so. Yeah. All right. So uh, stars uh, Glenn Close and Amy Adams, directed by Ron Howard. Uh, the story of a guy and his family struggles as he uh, attends Yale University, dealing with his mom's uh, addiction and their their family history and how he uh, how he copes with that. Uh, so I gotta I gotta kick it straight to you, Brandon. You literally just finished watching this. We're getting your unvarnished opinion. What did you think of Hillbilly Elegy? I think overall as a film, it was great. I didn't realize it was based off of a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely helped. Uh, I think the casting was great. I think the acting was great. Um, there were certain scenes that made me want, that made me want to go, wow, mm-hmm. this really just happened. But uh, there was, they, they didn't really have, I didn't really have time to spend much on it because it just, it, there's so much going on in the film, you know, like, mm-hmm you're having to process it all. It's just, it's just a lot. It's a heavy film, but it's really good. Nice. All right. Uh, Nick, we lost Nick for a second there. Let's see if we can get him back. (laughs) You may have to say that all over again for Nick. (laughs) There we go. Let's go. The apartment that I'm in just like dropped. Oh no. (laughs) Wi-Fi. Like it lost Man. power. Like I have a fan going, and like the fan stopped, and it got all quiet, and then it it kicked back on like a second later. So. Oh wow. Well, you missed it, uh, Brandon. Go ahead and tell us what you thought of Hillbilly Elegy one more time. <laughs> <clears throat> I was gonna say this is our our uh, a spoiler free. Yeah. Quick review before we mm-hmm. get into the the spoiler section. Yeah, man. I thought it was a really great film overall. Um, the acting was great. Casting was great. Um, the story itself was great. Ron Howard did a great job. Um, I, I didn't know this was based off a true story. So when I saw the end outtakes, I'm like, oh, not outtakes, but when I saw the ending stuff, I'm like, okay, wow. And like, there, there was a lot of stuff that made me want to go, wow, this really just happened. But like, there's a lot of moments where I can't process it because there's just so much going on, you know? So definitely. I, I, I definitely enjoyed this film. Phoenix, what about you? When, what's your thoughts? Um, <laughs> so I watched this also last night, uh, just before two o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, that's when my patience is at its best, I guess. Um, but I, I didn't hate this movie. I just found it very uninteresting. <laughs> that, that, that's all. Like, uh, I just, I didn't, I didn't care for for our main character that much, and um, and the story between his family I just found was very, it was edited very awkwardly, and that kind of took me out of the movie. Um, I'll get more in depth into that when we talk spoilers uh, in a second here, but overall I thought it was a fine movie. I guess that's the that's the way to put it. It was a perfectly fine movie. It just wasn't very interesting. And I'll, I'll explain later why. Uh, okay. Nick, what about you? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to go along with the, the same beats that, that Phoenix said. Um, but with, with along with what Brandon said, it was very interesting at the end when they were showing 
mm-hmm. what everybody looked like in real life yeah, because they, Amy Adams nailed like, that. <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. The even, grandma. Even, the grandma. Yeah. I even with Glenn Close, I was like, wow. Yeah. That's some of the best like um character to real life person like matching that I've I've seen in a movie. But yeah, I think um and, and we can get into this more when spoilers is that the way that the story played out, the way that it was kind of presented on screen, it just led to some very awkward moments with how the editing came together and everything along those lines. Um, but I feel like spoiler talk is is needed for, for <laughs> further uh, discussion. So why don't we, as Nathan would say, break the seal, get into <laughs> the spoilers. So Phoenix, why don't you get us started? Uh, okay, okay. So talking spoilers, um... I just, I, okay. I'll be honest. One of the things that I did, and you should never do this, uh, you should never read the reviews for a movie before you finish watching it. I think that's a bad idea. It might give you a false impression of the movie. Um, but I did that. And uh, were you, were you mid movie or something? You're just like, I would pull the reviews up. Yeah, I was mid movie because about an hour in, I got super frustrated with the editing choices. Like, I was just like, you know, look, I get like, I, I've had a parent who, who I sympathize with Bev, uh, that's Amy Adams character. Cause I had a parent who was very manic and would have those episodes where they would go from very calm to like irrational and violent. Like I dealt with that, that, that I, I totally understand. My issue was those moments were happening back and forth, 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 literally in the first hour of the movie. And it was so frustrating to me. I was like, I hope someone talked about this in their review, like, ooh, who, who, who made these editing choices? And uh, very few people did. Like, you know, it was a lot of bashing of the overall story, <clears throat> at least that I saw. Um, but that I don't really have an issue with, like to me, I think I've said this before. If you have bad editing in your movie, you will lose me automatically. It's just, it's such, yeah, it was the pet peeves episode. Yeah. It's just such, such a pain in the ass for me. Like, and just seeing all of these moments, like I said, I dealt with this. So I'm like, I know how that feels, but I also know that th- those aren't everyday moments. You know what I'm saying? Those aren't everyday. Those aren't every minute. Those aren't every two minutes. Those aren't every hour. So the way it was edited just felt like there wasn't enough of the normal days in between all of these manic episodes. And it just it just made it seem very choppy, very irresponsible, I think, of the story. That was that was my main my main beef. Yeah, and see for me, I think when you have more flashbacks than present day in your story, I think there's something wrong with how it was laid out i think it would have been perfectly fine to have flashbacks or even like have it set when he was a kid and flash forward to Mm -hmm. when he was coming back that way we know kind of the backstory but just the way that it was pieced together just kind of frustrated me because you could never get momentum with the actual in time story like you would have five minutes of 
the I'm gonna say like present day. You'd have like five minutes of present day, but then like you could only get through like one or two scenes before you flash back to the childhood. And I'm all for flashbacks. Flashbacks are great. But when you rely on the flashbacks, when you rely on what happened in the past, your movie might as well take place in the past and then flash forward to present day. That That's just my main issue with it. I, mean, I don't I know think how that, you feel. I feel like that's what they were trying to do, though. Like Me personally, I felt like this was a back-in-time movie showing things that would happen in the future sprinkled here and there. You know what I mean? It was more focused on what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for that. I just think that they used it too much. Like, it was like reading, it's like reading a book and like reading like a page or page and a half and then somebody interrupting you and you having like a five minute conversation. And then like you getting back to your book, trying to get back into the flow of it. And then somebody else interrupts you and you're like, (laughs) I just want to fucking like read this book, you know, or like even watching a movie, like watching five or 10 minutes of a movie, having to pause it to like go do something or like, you know, getting interrupted. Like I could just never get into the flow of the story. Yeah. And I think, I think that's where my principal editing issue came in. Like you, you, you started this story as in present day and then, Mm -hmm. then we go back and it's like, if you had set this up in the past, you know what I'm saying? Then the, then, then we're flashing forward. I just think, your setup was wrong, so therefore it messed up the flow of the movie. Like he said, uh, you couldn't get momentum. Like yeah. I was, I was invested in this present day story, and right when I get invested in it, we're we're right back. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's not exactly. an equal it's not an equal balance. So we're like we're spending two, three to five minutes in the present day, and then we're spending like fifteen to twenty in the past. Mm-hmm. It's just. It was just weirdly, weirdly edited. edited. And I got to say this. I don't know the actor. I should look up his name. Uh, the one who played the young boy, uh, JD. Um, I'm sure he's a perfectly fine young man. But I hated this kid so much. I swear to God, with oh like goodness. every fiber of my being, I hated this kid so much. Hated. Like, like his character or yeah, just like 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 the I hated the character that he played. It was mm, okay. So I'm like I've never wanted to beat a kid in my life as much as I wanted to beat this kid. Like oh well, my god. I mean I don't, I don't blame you. He played Rally in that old, that stupid Diary of Wimpy Kid movie, the bad one. <laughs> oh man. I like Yeah, just just a the <sighs> remake of the Diary of Wimpy Kid, not like the original characters. Uh, yeah. the long haul, the fourth one. Jeez, oh, so yeah, so the replacements. Yeah. Oh my god. Hashtag not my Roderick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah, no, he was. He was. I won't say like he he the actor wasn't bad. I just think the the material that he had frustrated yeah. me beyond all means. Uh, I just felt his dialogue was terrible. Uh. The, yeah, the the tone of everything he did, like I'm like, the one scene that made me the maddest was when he wouldn't pee in the cup. That one made me the maddest. I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, you have any idea how many times I've given family members urine? I'm like, Wait. I'm like, this is this is a family thing. This is what you do. Like, I'm like, 
that just that I was just like, shut up, quit crying. He just made me so mad. Like, <laughs> oh, also, I want to talk about how like he tried to steal that calculator. How <laughs> not inconspicuous that was <laughs> at all. Like he was just like. He just grabbed it right off the shelf and made all this commotion. And he was the only person in the store. Like, right. what did this man think that he was going to do? <laughs> but no, you know, I, I I agree with some things. The pee in the cup didn't bother me. But, like, when he and, like, his bozo friends were, like, you know, driving in their car and, like, being like, oh, let's, let's go, like, break shit. Like, really? Really? <laughs> You know that meme is like you wouldn't uh, like you wouldn't pirate a movie. You wouldn't steal a calculator. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just well, uh, uh, that let's, character. Let's get on. Let's let's end the negativity train. Let's talk about some positives since Brandon's got a lot of po- positives. Go ahead. Well, Brandon, of course, we're gonna off. get back to the negativity train, <laughs> but we'll we'll take a stop. Brandon, what you got? I think just right off the bat, like there's just a lot of moments where you you just sympathize with these characters. Like you may not be going through what they're going through, but you sympathize with them. Like even though that maybe they're not written the best, maybe they're not shown up pro shown off to be the great like the greatest. You care about these characters in the end. Like I cared about these characters, like. I, I didn't read the book that he um, that JD wrote, but man, this this there's a lot of moments where you're sympathizing, and I definitely had those moments in this movie. So that's the positivity. I will definitely say on the positive train, Glenn Close. Uh, yeah, I think Glenn Close was fantastic in this. I mean, you know, it's hard. When you're the, I think she's the principal standout performance in the in this. Um, I think she did a fantastic job. I think she was the only character who had great lines. You know what I'm saying? She she was the only one that had really strong lines in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her character is asked to do a lot of really stupid stuff, um, but you know whatever. Again, I just I I think she carried this movie for the most part. She had the she was. Honestly, the only person who had the most sense <laughs> in the movie, her dialogue made sense. Sense. She caught her husband on fire. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, loved that, it. that was that was crazy. That was that like, was my that was one of my favorite scenes. She just was like, "I told you I was gonna do it." She just said, "Bow," set his ass on fire. I loved it. <laughs> but yeah, I thought she was the strongest character in the movie. Um, and and sometimes that happens. Sometimes you're in a bad movie, but you just you excel with what you do. So I think if anyone sees any awards potential from this, it should be Glenn Close. Well, my thing that's just so weird about this movie is that coming into this year, even coming in like after the summer, it had all this buzz for being nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, like Amy Adams and Glenn Close being nominated for, for their respective roles as well. But I don't think I've ever seen a movie like this that has had this bad of reviews right off the bat and had Oscar buzz like yeah. pre it release. Like, I mean, you you've been into to film longer than 
than I have Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I don't know about about Brandon, but I don't think I've ever like seen something where something's gotten so much Oscar buzz and then it just absolutely just flops. Like not even like it starts out well when like the critics right. have their their chance and like has like a three six three five on letterbox and then it just tanks. No, this like from the start it had like a two four. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I don't think I've, I've seen it where it's like the critics praise it, but like the audience is like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, oh, yeah, like, or, or like the opposite, where it's like the critics will shit on it, but the fans love it. Like, I've seen both right, of those. Nothing that's been nominated, nothing that has like Oscar buzz. Nah, nah, that, 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 this is, that is a first. Um, like, I remember watching videos like this summer, seeing like, Oh, and, and something that I think is going to get nominated for Best Picture, Hillbilly Elegy. Like, <laughs> like I'd love to go back and watch one of that now and be like, wow, how wrong you are. Because this year's been bad. This year's yeah. been bad. But yeah. I think I think if the Academy nominates this, it's just all lost hope. <laughs> and I mean, but I, getting back to what Brandon said, I, I do see how you can uh, see the – relatability in these characters even if you're I like don't. I, I don't agree with that well, like, they like, pissed me off uh, like nick's a city kid confirmed <laughs> i mean okay fair enough but i mean this might sound mean tell tell me that this this doesn't sound mean if if i was in jd's position i'd be like all right screw you see ya i'm going back to you <laughs> like you don't you don't want my help you don't want your our sister's help see ya I don't right. care who you are. See ya. <laughs> that that's just me. But I tell tell me I'm wrong. I mean, I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Listen, listen, and this is where I related to it. Like you, I said, I, th- this is my thing. This is the last thing I'll, uh, I'll say. But I'll let you speak. You <laughs> want to like in order for you to like want to help somebody, they themselves need to acknowledge first that they need help. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna want help if from you unless they know themselves that they need help. Mm-hmm. And in this situation, she didn't think she needed help. So I would have said, All right, you come back. I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy to help you. You're my mom. I love you. Happy to help with anything. But until you acknowledge that you need help, I I gotta go. I had this interview at 10 right. <laughs> Uh so like like I said, I related I understood Bev's character only because like I've done that, right? I dealt with a mom who who had manic episodes. I dealt with several members of my family being in and out of rehab. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had to visit someone in rehab, particularly a parent. It's one of the hardest, like most awful things you have to do because. Oh, I bet. Yeah, because I mean, like you love them, you want you want them to get better, and and at the same time, you know, like especially as many times as I've had to do it, like by the second, third, fourth time, you're like, look, bro. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, I hate seeing you in this position. It really, it feels awful. Um, like I need you to get your shit together because I can't keep doing this. Like, I, I understand that, that feeling, it is horrible. So I related to that aspect of this movie of, you know, saying dealing with someone who had an addiction and is not really doing their best to 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 curve it. Um, yeah, and and like so, I feel like I had an emotional attachment to at least that 
uh, particular moment of the movie. Um, but again, like so many things I just couldn't get with. It just, it took, it took me out of the film itself, but overall I, I understood what they were going for. I just felt like it, other than a few scenes, everything was just so uninteresting. <laughs> mm. that, that, that's, that's where I'm at with it. Brandon, what about you? I, I feel like I've seen, oh, I, I just feel like I've seen, I, I can't remember what movies, but I've seen a lot of films that have this kind of premise. So I'm, I'm just, I'm not new to these kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. So like, that's, I feel like that's why I connected with it more. Like I personally don't have any personal attachments to it, but yeah, there's like, like I said, there's just a lot that I've seen in like TV and media that I can like connect to not connect connect but like connect to this film of just be having the same premise so i just i i i know where it's where it's coming from you know mm-hmm. so yeah yeah um i like i said i don't want to I, I didn't hate it i didn't hate this movie um a lot of the narrative around it is you know jd vance who who wrote the book uh, and, you know, is the focus on, on the narrative, I guess. Uh, the book came out at a time, like, uh, what the, the main concern that I heard uh, throughout the reviews that I read was that um, it was supposed to speak to the, the quote-unquote Trump voter, I guess, in their situation and, and what would lead them to, to support Donald Trump, I guess. And I didn't really get that vibe i mean maybe if i'd read the book that right maybe if i read the book i would have gotten that um but i didn't really get that vibe you know trump isn't mentioned in the movie nothing about really nothing about uh, other than the kid watching some news clips nothing is really mentioned about politics yeah he Um, more mentions al gore than than like bush he mentions al gore he talks about the monica Lewinsky scandal which i think is hilarious uh, yeah, what, really. I, yeah, what 14-year-old boy wants to learn about the Monica Lewinsky scandal? I just think that's hilarious. I don't know why that was put in. That was odd. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like that. Here, Hank. Yeah. But overall, I, yeah, I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get a very heavy political vibe from this movie. Um, yeah, but I, but I also feel like and and this is one of my other issues is just how like one dimensional all the characters are. Yeah. Like, like for JD, for it to set up JD as this person who wants to go into law by him, like being interested in like current events in the news and rather watching like some like CNN show rather than watching the Terminator. Like, I feel like that's just kind of cheap character development. Like, just because you're interested in current events doesn't mean like, oh, you're going to be a lawyer and go to law. Like, I'm sure all of us at one time wanted to to watch the news or watch like TV for something certain. And that doesn't mean that we're going to be a lawyer. Like, I don't know. I just I feel like that, that was kind of cheap set up. Um, mm. Nobody really had any like dimension to them. Like grandma, like what did other than yelling at people? Like, what did what did she do with her life? You know what I mean? Like, you know, I just, that's just kind of, 
a disappointing factor for me. Yeah, I think mm. I think you hit the nail on the head about just the one dimension of the characters. It was, uh, you know, you you got a talent like Amy Adams, right? No, like make no mistake, Amy Adams is one of the best actresses working today. Like oh, <laughs> Amy Adams sure. is great. Um, but here, like, yeah, her character is just just a manic depressive, you know, uh, drug addict. And that's it. Yeah, you know really. what I'm saying? You don't, you don't really get much other than that. Um, and, the, and see, that's, that's more where I'm coming from, from the sympathy standpoint. And like, you know, obviously other people have different views. Like that's what makes, you know, people have different opinions on movies like this. But like, for me, as someone who had, you know, gone through that, like, like you, Phoenix, like there was nothing redeemable about her character that made the average person who hasn't gone through this, like respect her, not respect her, but just like can sympathize with her. Like if she, I don't, I don't even know, but if she had something to like grab onto, like her and JD liked golfing or they liked going to the park and having bike rides or, you know, she, like they had one scene in the card store I mean, right, but like which, that was which I thought was great. If there were more scenes like that, yeah, exactly, uh, definitely like, could have expanded. Right in the like in the present present day scenes, right? JD like wants to care for his mom and you know wants to be there with her. But other than her being his mom, there's no real motivation there. You know, just yeah. because she stole some Joe Montana cards from him when he was ten years old that doesn't make him want to stay around. Like if you really wanted to hit this point home, like that he really wants to stay with her, have like a connection with them other than just like, let me apologize for being a jerk. That, that was another scene that made me hate that little boy. So, 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 so much. (laughs) Oh my God. So like, look, like I said, like all of this. Okay. Like, yeah, we, we set up a scene where they're, you know, actually getting along and it's great. And then almost immediately we, we go right into a manic depressive violent act. Okay, cool. Again, right. you know what I'm saying? Your editing choices, whatever, but you know, I get it. But then the way he acted, like you're gonna you're gonna jump in the back seat, you're gonna call your mom names, you're gonna run into a stranger's house and call the police. Are you what are you two? Like what what is this? Like he yeah, made really. me sick. He made me sick. Because I'm like, look, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how other people respond in that situation. Like I said, I've had a parent who dealt with that. I had an aunt who did that to a cousin of mine right in front of me. Me personally, I've always felt like you don't take that burden on yourself. Okay. That is that person's issue. You don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't think it's all about you. That's what it it felt like a very selfish act that he's going to run and call the police in a stranger's house on his mom because what she's upset and and you're being a brat and you got stolen for it like grow up grow some nuts i just i i hated that character i hated that character and again it made me hate the editing because it's like we go from this really sort of genuine mother-son scene to this violent act of of you know what i'm saying this episode yeah, it's like they couldn't have they couldn't have any like positive interactions right. without and like then, her being 
manic right. with with coming in there right and then we cut back to present day and then we come like tw- like what 30 minutes later we come back yeah, to that scene but- it's like what yeah <laughs> see for me it's like even at the beginning of the film when he found out the mom kind of like od'd mm-hmm. on the phone i would have thought he would have walked in there like hey guys my mom just od'd i need uh, my mom my mom's in the hospital or something i need to go take care of this but yeah really it, you just see the face of I don't care on his face, which, <laughs> which hear me out, which makes sense as the film progressively keeps breaking down and breaking down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's that's where I'm coming from because the thing just progressively broke down and broke down of why he shouldn't care about his mom. And I think I think that goes to Nick's point where you know he where he said you know I wouldn't care. You know what I'm saying? Like he, like with everything that we've been shown. Um, it's just you you from JD's viewpoint, and this is where I think the movie uh really excels, is that he's someone who escaped pretty much this this uh I guess you would call it back Bad situation. Backwoods life, you know what I'm saying, where there's there's drug addiction and, and poverty. He pretty much escaped that. He's at Yale, he's he went to the he military. Went to Ohio State. Right. He went to he went to the Ohio State University. I don't the know why Ohio he didn't State. say that. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and he's in this this highfalutin fancy place. You know what I'm saying? And he's got an opportunity to to go even further. Like, yeah. yeah. If, if I got a call that you know my mom was in the hospital and she OD, me, I'd be gone. Like, I'd be like, sorry, I got to take care of something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's my yeah, situation. Really. Exactly, me I, too. I feel like him. It was like, it was so much like. I I've done everything to escape that. I don't really want to go back to it, and that's what I feel like they did well. But also, I feel like, that's where it doesn't resonate for a lot of people is because most people would be like, it's over with. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, right. And I, for him to go back into the dinner and be like. Well, my mom was salutatory and, and she's right. the smartest person I know. Like, right. really? Whoa, just take it easy, man. <laughs> yeah, really. Did I say something to upset you? Like, and also, speaking of underdevelopment, I just realized this now. They showed one scene, right? With him, you know, being like, oh, I can't afford this. Like, that's why I need this internship. Right. Mm-hmm. But then they, like, never touched on, like, that again. Like, Sure, they showed him like being like, oh, like five hundred on this one, oh, but five hundred on that one, but a thousand on this one. Like, you, you're not like, broke, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, really. Like, <laughs> either make that something that he's dealing with, or just cut it. Like, in a in a book, you can like focus on those things more. Mm-hmm. But like, in a movie, when you only have what what was this ninety minutes, two hours? I forget. About two hours, yeah. Yeah, about yeah. two hours. Yeah, where you have you know 120 minutes of runtime, either cut it out. If you're gonna say 500 on this one, a thousand on this one. Oh no, a thousand on this one. Like, come on, we don't, we don't. The those are just like things like there's some movies out there, right? Like Whiplash, like The Social Network. I would even say like the 2017 It, where every scene builds upon the other scene. Every scene matters, and for this movie to just throw scenes in there that just don't matter in the grand scheme of the movie like and then 
like it'd be bad in the end like put some scenes in there that matter that that's well, yeah. how hard is that to ask all right so let's let's round this out uh final scores nick kick us yeah. off all right well i mean i've talked a lot of a lot of negatives i i do think that there were some good performances in there the the time where we spent in the present i was at least interested in that um so i'm gonna go two and a half stars it's gonna be a, a c for me um i don't think it was you know what as as much shit as we've talked about this movie in the past you know however however long we've been talking it's not great right it's not a good movie it's an okay movie yes we've talked a lot about negatives talking about negatives is is easier than talking about positives but i don't think this is like as bad as everybody says like sure did i enjoy this movie at times but i still don't think it's as bad as people say i think it has like a 28 percent on rotten tomato i i just don't see it as that bad brandon what about you um we talked i mean i talked a lot of positives but i will say um our review here has definitely bogged down my initial score for the film and it's not a bad way either because, like, it's good to hear other people's re- reviews and what they have to say about the film. So for me, um, I want to bring up one quick point about Glenn Close's character, the the grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, grandma. Yeah. Um, I She was the best part of the film. Yes. Um, when, when she straight up spends all that money for the calculator and doesn't get, isn't able to buy her prescription, like, man... Mm-hmm. And that. plays that guy into giving her food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great sense. Uh, yeah. So overall for me, I have to give it a three out of five. Um, it was originally going to be a four out of five, but definitely just settle in the middle three out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, like I said, when I was reading the reviews, I saw a lot of like half stars, one stars, one and a half. Yeah, see, I, was I, like, I don't think it's that bad. Like it's not his house bad. I could at least watch this movie. I loved his house, but uh <laughs> Like yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't trash complete complete and utter garbage. Like I said, I think all the best scenes belong to Glenn Close, um, and and she pretty much holds the movie up in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. not one I could rewatch though. It's just it's no, way too slow. I will slow. probably never watch this yeah, film ever again in my life, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, just, me too. It's, it's way too slow. It's way there's too many uninteresting characters. It's very one dimensional. Uh, yep. so I'm gonna ride that two and a half with Nick. Uh, yeah, wow, it's, Phoenix and I agreeing. I, I think know. it's a Nathan thing. He's not <laughs> <here>. <laughs> uh, like like the half literally comes from Glenn Close. She 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 boosts it out of two stars for me. But uh, yeah, yeah, that that's where we're at with it. That was Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, wasn't wasn't horrible, but wasn't great. So let's talk about some stuff that was good. What's good? What's good? What's good? Uh, I was about to call you Nathan. Brandon, <laughs> what's been good for you this week? Um, I actually just, um, I saw two movies in theaters recently this past Woo! week. I saw Freaky. Wow. I saw Freaky, which was pretty good actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I was heard some good things about that. It's a really fun movie, like it because it mixes hor- like an actual horror aspect with comedy, and it freaking works, and I love it. 
Um, I might actually do a a little side episode, just like a quick like 10, 15 minute review with a friend of mine just reviewing the movie. Um, it, I, I just thought overall it was a good film. I just loved it. So it was it was fun. So that's my what's good of the week. I also watched Elf in theaters, which was a lot of fun. But yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Phoenix, right. what you got? Uh, well, like I said earlier, I think we were uh, off camera. I finally got around to seeing Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, finally. Finally. Uh, the only Wes Anderson film that I have seen to this day. Um, but it was indeed fantastic. I enjoyed it like hell. I, it, it was funny to me that I didn't even realize that that was George Clooney and Meryl Streep in, in, the, lead, in the lead roles. That's how good they were. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was funny as hell. I thought it was really smart. I just, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I love stop motion animation. Um, so any any movie that involves that, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention to. Um, but I really enjoyed Fantastic Mr. Fox. That was a that was a great movie. Nick, what well, do you got? I got a couple. Um, I watched this movie for the first time on Netflix. Um, Platoon came out in, in the mm. '80s. Uh, Charlie film. Sheen, um, Willem Dafoe, Mike. Uh, had um, Johnny Depp in there. I forget the the main guy with the scars on his face. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but fantastic movie. Um, I gave it four and a half stars. I I thought it was incredible. Um, and I also watched National Treasure last nice. night. <laughs> that's a that's just a fun film. I mean, mm-hmm. I I I don't know what what his letterbox score is, but I I think those are are fun movies. Yeah. Uh, I dug it. Uh, I I haven't seen Platoon yet. Wow, I gotta check that out. That's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, I gotta add that to my list. All right. It's so worth it. I watched it when I was in ROTC. Um, it was one of our holiday parties, and we just watched that. It was great. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What Willem Dafoe is is fantastic in that he got nominated for for best supporting. Willem Dafoe year. was also in Fantastic Mr. Fox. I forgot to mention that. And yeah. He, he is. He, like even as an animated rat, he's one of the best freaking actors I've ever seen. Him well, on. you got you got to watch Grand Budapest. That is the right. the crown jewel of Wes Anderson. All right, so that's been what's good for us guys. gonna move on to our discussion so uh our friend our other co-host nathan pig posted a uh short video about his rankings of netflix original films which i thought was a great idea and uh since he's not here we got three of we also have our own favorite uh netflix original films so i wanted to ask these guys what their favorites were uh let's I don't know. We didn't discuss if we were doing five or ten, but can we do five? We could do. We could do five. Uh, yeah, let's do five with like uh, with some honorable uh, mentions. With some honorable mentions. Yeah. All right, Nick. Why don't you kick us off? What is your fifth Netflix original movie? I guess favorite or best. How did you do yours? Yeah. So um, I just did 
best. Um, I have a list on my letterbox that I rank Netflix original movies. So definitely go check that list out. But I'm just going to shout out some some movies that I enjoyed from Netflix that, that weren't on here. I think um, Devil All the Time is my seventh. Uh, Two Popes, which is a, a fantastic film, came out last year. Um, that is another great Netflix original. And Klaus with Jason Schwartzerman and yes. J.K. Simmons. Yes. That is also great. Um, Dolomite, that came out last year. Yes. That was great as well. Um, so a lot of a lot of a lot of Netflix films that that aren't on my list that I I really enjoyed. Um, so I'm gonna start it off with my number five, and that is The King. Um, came out mm-hmm. last year, featuring Timothy Chalamet, uh, Joel Edgerton, and um, Robert Pattinson, has been Mendelssohn, Thomas and McKenzie in there, Lily Rose Depp. Um, I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it has a three, three in letterbox. It's a little bit over two hours. Um, and this was kind of like my intro to Timothy Chalamet. This was his first film that I saw him in. And, and I really enjoyed this one. Um, it's about the rise of, uh, what King Henry, the the fifth. Um, and you know, something that's always interests me is kind of this, this medieval time, and I think it hits it right on the nail with the medieval time and, and all the, the living in that time. Uh, the, the final battle in, in this movie is, is great. Um, very enjoyable. Joel Edgerton is, is fantastic. Timothy Chalamet, of course. Robert Pattinson is in there for, <laughs> for a, little, a little bit of time. Um, and he's, he's great in, in this as well. Nails the, the French accent. Um, but yeah, that's that's my number five, the king. <laughs> he said the French assault. <laughs> that was great. All right, uh, Brandon, you got any uh, honorable mentions first? I do. I actually have three honorable mentions. Um, I have um, Triple Frontier. I love that movie, but it's just not top five for me. Mm-hmm. Petra Pascal, Oscar Isaac. Just, fantastic cast um another one for me is uh naked that movie is freaking hilarious ah, nice <laughs> have you seen it i have seen it love dude, it, dude it's so funny <laughs> and then um and then uh, and then um the other one for me i i gotta go with this just because i watched it with some friends and we just gave it shit hubie halloween Ugh. there's just if you if you followed adam sandler's filmography you know the friends he gets in his films and it's just so fun seeing them all together to film again especially like there's a scene where rob schneider's in this pig mask he takes it off and uh, i was watching my friend tyler from the cinema chat he's like rob schneider. Okay. <laughs> so movie Halloween. it's a terrible movie but it's just it, it it's a funny terrible movie and then, um, but yeah, there's my uh, there's my honorable mentions. Not in not in a specific order. I just listed them. But for number five, it's gonna be Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, that movie, I think, is perfectly well done. The editing is well done. The storytelling is well done. It's based off a true story. So overall, I just love the Trial of the Chicago Seven. So it it it, it makes top five for me. Excellent, excellent. Phoenix, what about you? Um, well, Nick actually mentioned a few of my honorable mentions. I also had Klaus and Dolomite is my name on there, but I also want to throw out, uh, Roma. 
which I think, you know. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that one yet, yeah. so. Ro- uh, Roma, I think, is fantastic. Probably one of the best Netflix films ever. Yeah, one of the first originals to get nominated for Best yeah, Picture. Absolutely. I also have Tiger Tail, which should be in my top five, but it just missed it. Um, I love this movie. If you haven't checked it out, it's on Netflix right now. Uh, it's just, I, I think it's one of the most gorgeous films of the year. Um, and I just- and, and, Is it dubbed um, or is it- No, English? it's in English. It's in English. Uh-huh. And um, it's fantastic. I just love it. I love that movie so much. And I also want to throw out See You Yesterday. Uh, very inventive uh, time travel movie. I think uh, it's really cool just because it comes from an African-American perspective. I really dug that. Um, so, but at number five is going to be for me, it's going to be The Five Bloods. I uh, still have this movie as number one on my uh, best of 2020 list. Um, even though I do have another, two, I have two other 2020 movies ahead of it, but uh, I I still love this movie. I think it's one of the best of the year. Um, I, I think Delroy Lindo is spectacular in it. I, I enjoy all of Spike Lee's decisions, even though they are so <laughs> ham-fisted and ridiculous sometimes. I, I just enjoy this movie. I could still watch it. So for me, number five is The Five Bloods. Nick, what do you got? Number well, four. Well, Phoenix, thanks for the the recommendation. You know, I'm always a big fan of time travel movies. So oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely going to have to check out that. Um, it's crazy just noticing this. All these movies, for me at least, I don't know about you guys, but all these movies have come out either this year or last year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, number four for me is The Irishman. Um, I've only seen this once, thank God, because this is like a three and a half hour long marathon um this was i wanted to watch this movie for like a month before i actually got to watch it but i knew that i wanted to watch it all the way through and i wanted to at least carve out like a five hour chunk of my day to know that i was going to be able to finish this movie um and i i honestly think that's that's the thing that that holds it back is that it's just such a long (laughs) movie um I'm not really a fan of, of mob mob movies. If you follow me on Letterboxd, you know that I wasn't the biggest fan of The Godfather Part 2, and that's, you know, known as one of the best mob movies of all time. But I really like this one. It was more about relationships than kind of mob life, um, you know, for all three, I believe, actors in this movie to get nominated for a Oscar. I think that is fantastic. Um, Jimmy Hoffa, um, played by Al Pacino, right? Is that yep. Al Pacino? Yeah. Um, was, was my favorite of the three. Um, I think he just brought the energy, had a fantastic performance. Um, Robert De Niro was, was great as well. Um, the de-aging made him look kind of cyborgish <laughs> with those like bright blue eyes. I do yeah. remember that. Um. And, you know, Joe Pesci's great as well. It was, it was cool to see these three icons of, you know, kind of the 80s, 90s, maybe even 70s brought back together on screen. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this stands out because it's just about the relationships. It doesn't really fo- it obviously focuses on the mob, but the relationships between Hoffa and um, the Irishman, I forget his name, but 
I think I gave this movie four stars, and I I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna have to follow up with Nathan. Uh, not Nathan. I'm gonna no. follow up with Nick Dang, on this now one. I'm Nathan. God damn. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna have to follow up with Nick on this one. Um, I uh, I also went with the Irishman. I'm not gonna give a uh, a five minute explanation like Nick did, but <laughs> I think this film was amazing. Um, the casting was great. The 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 de-aging effects oh my god they oh, i yeah. swear yeah. what a film what a technology man gosh so definitely i the irishman um i went and saw i i saw this film with my uh, my grandparents my dad we had a we just had a sitting um we paused it about halfway through so we can all take bathroom breaks nice because <laughs> <laughs> just how long of a movie it was but i think I think Irishman deserved all the nominations it got. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm disappointed it didn't win um, best costume design because my god, the amount of costumes they went through the, that film they didn't they deserved win special effects. Exactly no. Who won they, special they, effects? They they deserved they deserved best costume at least and best special effects. So I yeah, I they were snubbed, man, absolutely snubbed. Well, but this... um, what? Oh no, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, um, the Irishman, Phoenix. What you got? Well, this is uh unusual, but we all picked the same movie for our fourth one. I also went with the Irishman. Uh, I love this movie. Like, despite its length, which I I actually did not have a problem with. I, I it kind of breezed through for me. Like the whole three hours. Like I had a I had a fun time with it. I just thought it was so unique, and the perspective that they took it from was fantastic. Scorsese, I mean, he's done a lot of fantastic movies, but I think and this 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 is going to seem a bit probably premature, but I think it's his best film. I, I really do. Wow. I, I loved this movie. I think The Irishman was absolutely fantastic uh deserved all the praise it got probably should have taken home something um but definitely i agree al pacino joe pesci was by far my favorite performance in this he was so so good um and it was great to see him just back and just and how effortlessly he was how good he was so to me i love this movie the Irishman definitely one of the top best uh, Netflix movies. What uh, what did you give it? I think I gave it four and a half stars. Four and a half stars. Yeah. All right. Well, I know this one's not going to be on either of your two lists because uh, you guys did not like this film, and that is I'm thinking of ending things. Um, Fuck we that talk- movie. <laughs> We talked in depth about it in an episode a couple months back now. See you, Phoenix. Um, we talked about it in a couple up, uh, a couple months back, um, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. If you want to hear um, Nathan and I's correct thoughts on the movie and um, Brandon and Phoenix's incorrect thoughts on the movie, you can go back and listen to that episode. I gave this movie four stars. I really enjoyed it. The filmmaking was fantastic. The writing was fantastic. The performances between the two Jessies were great. And um, a film that we talk about builds on 
on you know the previous scene was always building on itself and that ending classic Ooh, yeah something like that all right <laughs> Bradley, what do you got for number three number three i have the devil all the time uh i wanted this film i saw the trailer for it i was really impressed with the trailer i wanted this film i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> man tom holland robert pattinson just stole the performance um i also watched the movie with a friend it was i, I was i was hooked the entire time with this film there was just a lot that went on a lot of things I'm like there was there were some things that were predictable but yeah i mean you, you had to have predicted it like with the um with tom like okay now he's on the run he's gonna hitchhike with the the murder people the, mur- the murder people the murder people <laughs> <laughs> okay but yeah like I, I was hooked the entire time. They didn't do too many flashback scenes. They they kept the film hooked. They, yeah. So I think I gave this a four out of five. I can't remember what I gave it on when we watched it, uh, when we reviewed it. But yeah, Devil of Time for number three. Uh, for number three, I have the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, I adore this movie. <laughs> um. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but I mean, like, I didn't expect this movie to hit me as hard as it did, and it's stuck with me uh, since we we talked about it. It's probably, I think, the strongest ensemble uh, of a cast that I've seen. I think you just have so many great moments. I cannot, I mean, cannot get that final scene out of my head. I think it's one of the best. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's so great. And we did Spotlight the uh, a week or so ago. And I yeah. noticed how like the final scene in Trial of Chicago 7 is sort of similar to the final scene in Spotlight. You know what I'm saying? Where you have a bunch of people engaged in one activity and another person sort of like, also like just witnessing it. It's done, I think a little bit better in Trial of the Chicago 7. I just, I dug all of the performances. I can't get Franklin Jellas, uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen's or Sasha Baron Cohen's or Mark Rylance's or John <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt's. They're all fantastic. Uh, so this is currently my second favorite movie of the year, but I think it's, it's probably one of the best Netflix movies ever made. All right, my number two is also Trial of the Chicago 7. Yeah. Again, if you want to hear our extended thoughts, go back probably a month or so um and we talk in detail about that but yeah hitting on all the the same notes as phoenix have to agree with all those um i think that when you know we talked oscar moments a couple episodes ago and i think when you look at this film as a whole with its potential to win best picture um with just the the gripping scenes that it has um you know two specifically come to mind and that's when they were having the argument about progressive politics Mm -hmm. um and then when they were role-playing uh the tape for um what mark mark rylance's character when they were playing the tape for what he said um and how he would take the stand um i think those two scenes are fantastic oscar worthy moments and and i feel like this is still my pick for for this year to win best picture um I gave this a four and a half 
out of five stars. It's still my best film of the year. Um, and I would really be surprised. I, I mean, I, it's going to get nominated for best picture, but I would hope that it would, would win. Yeah. As of right now. As of right now, yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Brennan. Okay, so my number two, it's not really well known, and you guys might give me shit about this. I chose the platform. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I did. I went to this film not knowing a damn thing. I just knew it was a foreign film, and I kept the subtitles on. I kept the foreign <laughs> subtitles going because I, I think it deserved to be watching its like its native form because it had a dub version. I just didn't want to watch the dub version. I was hooked from like the first five minutes. You, if you if you think about a movie that's like has a like has an ending where it makes you think, okay, did they make it? Did they not make it? It's this movie. There, have you guys Objective. seen it? I have not. Okay, you would love it. I think. <laughs> Phoenix, have you seen it? I have not seen it. No. We should do then a review. Phoenix would we probably should do, hate it. We should do a review because <laughs> this movie is something else. It's it's definitely a gory film. But it's it's worth I think it's like an hour and a half, maybe two hours long. It's 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 worth a watch. It's I can't really dive into more spoilers because you guys need to see it. Alright. But yeah, That's, number two for me is the platform. That is one hell of an endorsement. Alright. Uh so number two for me is going to be a movie that I just recently saw this year. Um is also jumped into like my top five of the year. And that's uh, the 40-year-old version. I uh, I love this movie. I think it is it is so 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 damn funny. It is one of the funniest movies of the year. Uh, I think Rada Blank does a fantastic job. She wrote, produced, directed, and starred in this movie. It is it is so funny. I can't I can't stress this enough. It is so damn funny. Um, and I I just love the story of of a. Uh, you know, getting to a certain age and wanting to uh, be more than what you are and just going for it and going for it in a non-traditional way. I, I, I just, I think she put so much effort into this story. I think it, she knocks it out of the park. It's by far one of my favorite movies of the year. Awesome. Well, for my number one, I gotta go with Lovebirds. No, oh, wow. Kidding. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Almost fell One and a half That's star hilarious. Lovebirds. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number one came out last year, and that is uh, Marriage Story. Um, two fantastic, fantastic performances from two amazing, amazing, amazing <laughs> actors. Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, can't forget about Laura Dern. Um, all three fantastic in their own right. Um, I think in another year, if, if this came out this year, um, Adam Driver would, would win Best um, Actor. Scarlett Johansson would win Best Actress. Um, you know, I think last year was just so stacked in Best Actor that Adam Driver had no chance. Um, and once again, this could have won Best Picture, but I think the year was just so stacked that it was just impossible. Um, but just a movie that can resonate with so many people, um, a movie that just as a viewer, it makes you 
conflicted in your own thoughts about who you support one time you support you know adam driver's character and then the next time you support you know scarlett johansson you could get behind both of them um i think the movie does a fantastic job at that and just the the feeling of helplessness and hopelessness that that both of them feel throughout this movie especially uh adam driver is great i gave this four and a half out of five stars and um is the best netflix movie out there that i've seen at least Um, I need to do. I need to do a quick edit. Um, my number one was El Camino, Breaking Bad movie. But then I realized, <laughs> and then I remember. But then Nick reminded me that Marriage Story exists, so I moved from El Camino <laughs> to an honorable mention. Um, <laughs> my God, man, dude, speeding some mutant, but like, fuck, 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 <laughs> I forgot to include that. Um, real quick, El Camino is one of the best Netflix content I think is out there. Um. <laughs> I, boo El Camino sucks no it does not Jesse Jesse got what he deserved sir Jesse got his happy ending um it was a perfect sequel it was a perfect wrap-up to Breaking Bad even though the series wrap-up was already pretty amazing just seeing more Breaking Bad content was great seeing where Jesse ended up was amazing but yeah that's that's a conversation for another story another time Marriage Story my god I sat down and watched this movie um just when you think of marriage story, you think right off the bat of that one scene that everybody goes, where, where Adam goes, Jeffrey, die, wake up and I hope you're dead. I'm like, Ooh, oh my God, yeah. dude. The, That's the just, Oscar scene right there. Yeah. Yeah. The emotion in that scene is just like, take it. The movie goes from here to up here. Ooh. That's what yep. cements it. Like, gosh, th- this. You have Adam Driver singing, man. <laughs> yeah, I think Adam he was Driver. on Broadway. Was he? I, I mean, so. I can believe it, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, Marriage Story for me is number one. Um, I, I just love this film so much. Uh, I don't think it was, I don't think it was, I, I forgot to say, I don't think it was snubbed at the Oscars for best actor wise, because I still think Joaquin Phoenix definitely deserved mm, the win. If, no, if Joaquin, I, don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was snubbed. I just think that. The performance was so good that any other year it could have won. It could have, yeah, exactly. Joaquin deserves it, but just in the year that this came out, it just had no chance. No yeah. chance. Exactly. Like if Joaquin wasn't here, definitely Adam would have won. But yeah, I agree. Uh, well, this is rare as hell because no, uh, Marriage Story was also Nathan's number one on his solo video. And it is also number one on mine. So for the first time wow. ever <laughs> in film agree. code history, we all agree. Like all four we of us agree. agree. Uh, yeah, Marriage Story, without a doubt, without a doubt, is the best thing Netflix has ever produced. Um, yeah. like, like like these guys said, man, if any other year, any other year, this would have did it for Netflix. This would have been the best picture winner. Um, if it just didn't well, have to contend, year they got trial. right? They just didn't have to contend with Parasite. They might have, they might have had it. Marriage Story was fantastic. Probably, I think the, oh, I only gave like three, maybe four, five star reviews to a movie. This was one of them. Uh, I loved, loved, loved this movie. Uh, you want to talk about Oscar scenes, man? 
it was like rampant like uh scarlett johansson's first scene where she details why she wants to break up uh laura dern's uh speech about god uh yeah the, the argument scene adam driver singing like all of it all of it all of it fantastic top down without a question one of the best movies netflix has ever done it made me a fan of Noah Baumbach. I've like gone back and seen all of his films now. Marriage yeah. Story, top tops the list for everything. I thought it was great. Well, this this might be an unpopular opinion, but um, while Parasite is is a great, fantastic movie, um, I do think it's a, a a little bit overrated in the film community. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I think it's nope. overrated. You are right. Good story. Phoenix, Phoenix in the meeting right now. No, you are right in that that is definitely an unpopular opinion. <laughs> I, I think it is overrated. I think while it definitely deserved to win Best Picture, I think it deserved all the praise that it gets. I do think it is overrated in the film community. And as a movie, I think Marriage Story is better. That's wow. just wow. me lobbing that out there. Yeah, that was a lob. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wish I could agree with you. I really do. Because uh, as much as I love Marriage Story, uh, I, I can't I can't put it over Parasite. I just can't. Actually, here, hang on. Let actually, me, actually, that's a lie because I actually do have it over Parasite. But I think in terms of LMA, best picture, I was gonna say, yeah, I I do not have it over Parasite, but maybe maybe it's it's time. Yeah, uh, but that's fair. So that's our discussion, guys. We all topped off with marriage story at number one as the best netflix original movie i think i think that's fair i think that's a the right way to go i think we talked about yep. a lot of great movies if you haven't checked out any of them please do like i said i will i will defend the 40 year old version till the day i die i think that's one of the best movies out right now definitely believe that child of the chicago my 2020 7, watch list right child of the chicago 7 is your best picture winner let's hope it stays up there, but there's a lot of good stuff coming out. So we'll see. All right. Yes. Oh, we, word. we are at that moment. It is time for film code. You are now film code. Start program. For film code, and we're so happy that Brandon has returned because it is his code word. Brandon, remind everyone what your code word was and all of your clues, please. My code word was hair. Uh, it was an animated movie that take place took place between 2000 and 2010. It's Disney, and it takes place in another country in modern day. Um, so before I give Nate, because since Nathan wasn't able to make this episode, he texted me his answer. Before I give his answer out, I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, damn. All right, go ahead, Nick, because I'm still deciding. <laughs> All right, well, I got to go with, you know, whether it is or not, I think I got to go with the obvious one, and that is Tangled. Um, came out in 2010, takes place in a different country, is animated, is about hair, um, and Phoenix actually said some um, cool trivia. Well, not really cool, but the country that it takes place in is called Corona. Um, <laughs> so coronavirus confirmed. Um, 
yeah. So that is that is my uh, my pick is Tangled. Uh, Phoenix. Yes, I'm gonna ride that wave with Nick. I also went with Tangled. Uh, Brandon, Brandon's uh, hanging his head. So I hope we're all right. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's said, hear. Let's hear Nathan's. Yeah. Look, what was Nathan's pick? Please don't tell me it was Tangled. I'll be so upset. <laughs> Nathan also went with Tangled. Oh. Are you serious? Uh, I'm just, just going to say you're all wrong. What? What? How it's, it's, ra- it's, it's Ratatouille. What? How do you he's know? Messing with the, he, oh Remy uses his hair to make him oh cook, and it takes place God. in modern day. Tangled isn't like a folklore. Oh this is modern God. day. Oh my God. We went for like the obvious choice, and it Are wasn't you it. serious? That is That was horrible. <laughs> Oh I gave you the God. easiest. I literally had to specify in another country in modern day. I literally another country. Corona is another country in modern day. We're dealing with a coronavirus. So is Paris. So is no Paris. No one gives a oh fuck God. about Ratatouille. <laughs> Ratatouille is great. Shut fuck up. Fuck that Phoenix. movie. <laughs> no, get out of here. Phoenix. Oh my God. Oh Ratatouille. my God. <laughs> that, that was that, unbelievable. That should have been ours. That's ridiculous. That, Unbelievable! That... I demand, I demand a recount. <laughs> Are you? I was so sure. I was so ready to have some more points. Oh my god! Oh, I was my. ready to beat Nathan. Well, you know what? I think it's his code word next, right? No, Phoenix, it's, or is it, it yours? it's mine. It's mine. All right. I, I'm so mad at that. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? I can't believe I can't believe none of you guys got this. That that's wow. such horseshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Huh. My code word, and I hope you all get it wrong because fuck you for that, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix, give it give me the answer so I can surpass Nathan. Uh-uh. Fuck that. I want you all to get it wrong so I have another shot the next week. All right. So your code Does word. Does that mean we have to watch Ratatouille this week since we got it wrong? I've already seen it and fuck that movie. Anyway. <laughs> no, Phoenix, you're just you're a hater. I don't. Uh, the movie sucks. Anyway, this this whole episode has been great with us agreeing, <laughs> and now you just gotta ruin it with Ratatouille. <laughs> I know, right? We we're oh, we're on a roll. All right. Uh, so my code word is teen. Teen or team? Teen, as in teenager. Okay. All right. Uh, it takes place between 2000 and 2010. Hold on, actually, seventeen me... again. <laughs> Good guess. Uh, so it takes place between two thousand yes. and two thousand and ten. Um, uh, it is directed by a Marvel uh, MCU director. Definitely seventeen again. And <laughs> it is a sports movie. Definitely seventeen again. <laughs> so there, there's your code word: teen, uh, two thousand to two thousand ten, directed by an MCU director, and is a sports movie. All right. Huh. Hopefully, you all get it wrong. I hope you all get it wrong. <laughs> I already got it right. What are you talking about? Right. Right. Stick with that. I hope you stick with that. That'd be great. Okay. <laughs> Big <right>. bet. Big <laughs> bet. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Brandon, thanks again for, for joining us, man. We're so happy to have you back. 
for at least this episode. We don't know when we'll see you again. Man, it was great to be back, honestly. It really was. It. I, I hope to be off light duty soon. Um, they're taking it on a week-by-week basis, like slowly increasing how much I can lift. So I, I'm excited to eventually be back. Absolutely. So let everybody know where they can find you, man. You guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C Ears on Twitter and Letterboxd. That's Fantasmic Ears. Um, I log my films now, finally. Um, so, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so I've been logging my films. I've been ranking my films. All my lists are public. So if you want to go look through and just look at my shitty opinions, <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> um, and, but I'm also on uh, on Twitter. I tweet cinema. I tweet Disney stuff and Star Wars and all that. So check me out over there as well. So, yeah, th- thank you guys again for having me on. It, it, it was great to be back. Absolutely, man. Thanks so much for, for joining us. Um, Nick, where can everybody find you, man? Yes. Um, also, congrats to Brandon for getting the, the new Xbox. Um, yeah. And braving, braving the storm. Man, I, I had to camp out. I camped outside GameStop for that thing because wow. online it is so difficult to get. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, since Nathan is not here, got a plug. Um, wherever you are listening, wherever you have, have found us, give us five stars, A plus, whatever you can do to support the show. Um, we're super appreciative to all of our listeners. Um, we're about to, to come up on 30 episodes here in a couple of weeks. That's super exciting. So make sure you're following along. Um, like Phoenix mentioned earlier, some fantastic movies coming out. Hopefully, Nomad Land, Mank. Um, I don't know anything else big that's coming <laughs> out. Um, the Chadwick Boseman movie, um, all coming out um, in December. So look forward to those. Look forward to our discussions and look forward to me getting in the lead next week. Um, so you can find me on Letterboxd at Nick Spain. Um, I just upgraded to Pro. So that is super exciting. Um, they had a Black Friday deal, so I hopped on that. Um, is that still I, going on? I think so. Oh, shit. I gotta check that out. Right, I go think ahead. so. But, <laughs> um, Nick Spain on I am pro now. Um, so super excited about that. But make sure you, you give me a follow. And like Nathan says, if you let me know that you are a listener of the show, I will give you a follow back. Phoenix, end us off. All right. And I'm Phoenix Cloud, and you guys can find me on Twitter at IMHO Reviews One. That's the number one. And follow the show at Film on Twitter at Film Co Pod. Uh, we do a ton oh, of I things to that one. interact with you guys. So uh, we're really looking forward to sharing uh, this episode and last week's episode with you guys. We also have an interview uh, with a writer uh, at discussion at discussing film. We can't wait to put that out as well. So, so much more content coming you guys' way. Uh, We're really looking forward to it, and we can't wait to to see you guys next week. So this has been Film Code, guys. We're out of here. Peace.